Okay. Now welcome to Astronomy 104. Everybody's in the right place, I hope. Put the syllabus up there first so you didn't get stuck in the class and realize at the end. Um, I do, if you noticed me starting the recorder, I do record all the classes. So I do podcast them. They're put up on iTunes. And they're, of course, if you have used it before, they're free of charge. So you can go download any class lecture and review them if you need to review. So if you happen to miss a class for whatever reason, especially this semester, you know, when it's bad weather and Hack decides it isn't quite bad enough and you don't want to try to make it in, at least you can get the lecture. And I do intend to record them all. I will say last semester I did it and I missed two or three. Either I hit the wrong button and it didn't record and I didn't realize it till the end of the class and it's too late. Or occasionally I forget the iPod completely. But So I do put those up there and they are available through iTunes for iTunes for you. Um, we go over the information on the syllabus and I'll pass those out. It looks like we have, if I counted right, I'm missing one person because we did have a full class and I'm I'm down one at the moment, so maybe one's still trying to struggle around the farm show traffic right now. So, here we go. One, two. Thanks. You're welcome. Two. You will notice a few changes on there. I've highlighted one on the first page in my contact information. I noticed a typo after I printed the syllabus. The office phone number is 780, not 790. So you might want to correct that. And you'll see one or two others that I noticed and there was one, there was one other minor change after the class was started. There you go. And two. There you go. Okay. So I'm, I am Robert Wagner. I'm the instructor for the class. I'll be handling the lecture section of the class. And I've given you all my contact information, office phone number. Again, correct that to a 780, not a 790 on the syllabus I've given you. Um, you can use that number. That's the office phone down here in Blocker Hall. 138 is way down to the far corner on the bottom down there. You can also, I've given you my cell phone number. You can use that. I do say any time. That doesn't mean I'll answer it any time. But you, know, you can always call and leave me a message. I'm guaranteed of getting it that way because I'm the only one using the cell phone and there are a couple of us in the office. So sometimes messages get, do get lost if you leave something like a voicemail on the mess on the office. Not normally, but it does occasionally happen. So I tend to recommend if you need to call me, leave a message, even if I can't answer at the time, leave a message on my cell phone and at least I know that it's only going to me and I get it that way. Textbook is Beginner's Guide to the Universe, the sixth edition. And looks like a couple of you have that already. So I assume there's no issue with the bookstore. Should be that version they have. That's the sixth edition. That's the one that we're using. Um, yes? No, that's, that's a biology. Yeah. Yeah, that's a different. Yeah. So that, but that's the textbook that we'll be, we'll be using. And I do note slightly later on if you're going online and getting a previous edition, you know, you can find the fifth edition or the fourth edition probably at a tiny fraction of the hundred and some dollars that they charge for a current textbook. You're welcome to use it. Most of the time you can do just fine. I don't go do anything. I lecture off from the textbook. I use, their, I use some of their materials. But you can usually follow along. I don't give like assignments out of the textbook specific pages, more general chapters. Some of the material has changed, so you're best off with this one. But you can use an older edition. The only thing I ask if you're using an older edition is don't interrupt class to say which chapter would this be in class. You can get with me afterwards and I'd be more than happy to help you with that. Um, and I've given, so jumped around there, but I also give you my email address and office hours I have set for the hour right before class right now here. Um, I'm also available right after class normally if you have questions and I can be available other times depending on your schedule if you just let me know. I'm usually here. I'm teaching, I have classes here um, all five days of the week. So except between 11 and noon, which is when my classes are Monday through Friday, pretty much, um, you're welcome to either stop by. I'm usually here bright and early in the morning, as in 6.30, 7 o'clock. So you're welcome to come by other times, too, if I happen to be there. Better to email and make sure that nothing came up that I'm going to be there or call first and make sure I'm visible. But you're there. But you're welcome to come by anytime if you have questions. All right, next, let me get my little scroller here. The course description is just the catalog description of the course. 
So you've probably seen that already. And learning outcomes are just some of the things that we're going to be covering, the things we want you to understand by the time you've gone through the course. So we'll talk early on, probably even next week, we'll talk about some of the historical developments of astronomy. And then we'll go on later, we'll talk about telescopes and various other material leading up to, towards the end of the class, talking about the origin and evolution of the universe. So those are just the basics that you're going to go. There's already what I mentioned about textbook editions and office hours. Again, I've given you specific office hours. Here you go. Oops. I've given you specific office hours. I'm available. Yes, question. Sure. About the labs, The labs are every week. Okay. It's it's weekly and it's Thursday at two o'clock. Right. Yep. Okay. And the so office hours again. I'm not confined to those office hours. So it's not that you can't come by at nine o'clock if you if you have a ten o'clock class. And you want to come by at nine? Come by at nine. I'm ninety percent of the time I'll be there. And if you tell me you're coming by, I'll make sure I can, unless I have something already scheduled, I'll make sure I can be there if you have questions. Um, communication, best way to contact me. Again, easiest way in a face-to-face -face class, you know, like this, I also teach all online classes, is you know, before or after class. If you've got a question and you don't have a class right before, you'll see I was here early today. Usually I come in, usually I try to get in here 10 minutes early and set up the machine. If you've got questions, you're welcome to catch me then or stop by right after class if you don't have to rush across campus for another class. So those are some of the easiest ways. But you can also use email. Um, the question on email is that, oops, I see why I didn't change, okay. Uh, is that you need to use, if you're asking me questions about, if you ask me a general question about the course, it doesn't matter whether it's coming from your Gmail or Hotmail or Comcast account or anything. I can, I can usually answer a question. If you're asking a question that's grade related, then it has to come from Hawkmail. Anything that is considered confidential information to you has to go through the hack provided email address. So if you email me from your Gmail account asking why you got such and such a grade or what, I, I can't respond back to you. I can respond back and say I can't tell you, I won't just ignore you. One of the big things with that is that, and I've noticed this, is that when students email me from other accounts, often they don't even come to me. I never even see them. Certain accounts, some get through just fine. I've gotten things from Gmail. Other ones, I don't. Hack has some very interesting spam filters that just block out stuff and we never see it. So if you email me and I'm not responding and you're not sending it from Hawkmail, it's possible I'm not even getting it because usually I'll respond back very quickly if you send me a message. So you can, you can use another one. I'm not going to you know, refuse to answer you if you ask me a question from your, from your personal account. That's fine. But if you're asking about grades, do know that I'm not allowed to tell you anything about your grades in that to another account or you know, anything, specific, anything specifically grading related. Or if you're requesting to drop, for example, it has to come through Hawkmail because that's, that's considered your electronic signature through the school. Okay. All right. Assignment parts. Okay. All the fun stuff now, right? Or not so fun stuff. I know I start off with the exams there, just what we want to start off with. All right. Exams. There are a total, you're going to see there's a total of 1,200 points for the, for the course and all. So I've got to split up here quite a number of ways to get to earn those points. So you're not stuck with just exams as you are in some classes. So exams, we do, I do 200 points worth of exams. That's four exams worth 50 points each. So it's a one class exam. Um, about, eh, not necessarily 50 questions, usually a little less than that because some of the others are made a little bit, worth a little bit more points. But they are each worth about 50 points, and that means you have an exam about every three to four weeks. So it covers three chapters or so, roughly. So you, I find that it helps you focus on that specific material, so you don't have to worry too much about the details on you know, everything else. And those exams are specific to that material. So exam one will be on chapters zero through two. Yes, our book starts at chapter zero. So. So the first exam will be probably chapters 0 through 2 and will probably be hardly around the end of the month. I try to get the first exam in for you before the last drop deadline so that if you want you can have at least have the results on one exam and know roughly what, how you feel, how comfortable you feel before the drop deadline has passed. So I try to get the first exam in before that. Of course if we get a big snowstorm and are snowed out for a few days, I can't guarantee it, but I do try to do that for you. But again, these four exams are just on those sets of chapters. 
The final exam is comprehensive, does cover the entire course, but I split it up into two parts. One part is the new material, the material since the last fourth exam, which will be the last two or three chapters of the, of the text. And the other one is material from your previous four exams. So I'll go through and take questions off those. I may reword them, I may rework them, but the material. So when you study for the final, you study the new material and you study your four exams. You don't need to go back and study all the old lectures, all the old homeworks, all the old... You don't need to worry about going through reading the old chapters that you've already been tested on. You can really study just your exams for the, pre, for the first four and then. So it is comprehensive, but it's sort of a focused comprehensive. It's just those specific, just that specific material. Again, ignore the numbers of questions. I've changed it. It's not going to be that many questions anymore. I see I have not edited that yet. So it probably will not be 150 questions. It will be worth 200 points. I think last semester I had more like about 60 or 70 questions for the final and about half that, about 35 to 40 for the exam. So 60, 70, 80 for the final, about half of that for the regular exams. Okay, labs and activities. Lab section meets starting today at 2 o'clock over in blocker 230, which is down around the hall. It's a physical science laboratory over there. And you'll see there's a change on there too. Originally when I wrote this up, uh, Professor Shope was going to do the lab. Professor Delisi is now going to be handling it because Professor Shope is teaching a different, another class at this time, so he couldn't, at that time, so he couldn't quite, couldn't quite be here and in York at the same time. It was a little bit of a stretch to, to do that. So Professor Delisi is going to be handling the lab sections. And he'll give you more details on that. It's worth a total of 200 points. Now, depending on how his, you know, he'll give you a certain percentage and then I'll scale it to your number of points. So, if he doesn't quite match the point total, I've told him what it is, but sometimes depending on the labs, you can't, you can't necessarily hit that. That will be, that'll be handled through him. So, he'll talk to you a little bit more about that today and if there's any specific questions, I mean, I'll be happy to answer anything as well. All right. So those are three big ones. That's half your grade. So half your grade is exams in the labs. The other half of the grade is some other sections here, which starts out with attendance. So I actually do take attendance each day. I'm required to take attendance. Um, in order to do that, I will pass around, I'll pass around a sign-up sheet, sign-on sheet today. So you just sign up on it. Normally, what I think I'll do, I'm trying to figure out how this classroom, probably I'll set it on the table here. So you just sign it as you come in each day. So I'm going to start passing that around. And just, you don't need to sign, you can print. I need to make sure I can read your name because I'm trying to match everything up to the class list. I do take attendance each day. That's four and a half points each day for attendance. And that ends up being 120 points for the 30 classes meetings that we're scheduled to have. So just being here, you can actually get, although if you actually sit there, if you're, the, if you're the math person and you sit there and say 30 classes at four and a half points each is not 120 points. It actually comes out to 135 points, meaning I've just built in some extra credit for you there. So you have perfect attendance. If you don't miss a day, you get 135 out of 120. So you actually get 15 points extra credit just for being here every day. It also gives you that leeway that when you have to miss a day, you know, you're completely snowed in and hacked it and cancel. Well, you're losing a few extra credit points, but it's not affecting your, it's not affecting your grade overall. You can still get full credit for attendance very easily. The other thing that I do is when I say, I'll have you sign in as you come in, and I'll probably just set it up on this table right here. So just sign in as you come in. Once the class starts, I, do, I draw a line, so I mark you as late. So once the class starts and I'll shut the doors, and I normally do that because we had issues last time I taught in this room with you get students sitting out there and their voices tend to carry and get awful loud. So kind of could be a little distracting. So once I do that, then I mark you as late. I still give you credit for being here, but instead of four and a half points, I give you three points. So you still get credit. So if you're running late consistently, it's going to hurt you. If you miss one or two days, if you're one late one or two days, it's not going to, not going to be the end of the world for you. But that just encourages you to try to be here try to be here on time so I don't ha constantly have people walking in, you know, five minutes into the course, ten minutes into the course. So that's attendance and we're taking the first one today. So do make sure you sign in daily because that's all I have to go by. So if you don't sign in on it, I don't... I'll learn you by the end of the semester, usually by about halfway to three quarters through. I've learned all the names. 
but I don't know you yet, so you know, knowing that you were here, you know, I know I was there that day, but if you didn't sign in the sheet, because I keep all those, I have no way to tell that you were actually, actually here. So do make sure you sign in daily. And I will, for the first couple of weeks, I'll remind you until it gets to be a habit, just signing in as you, as you walk in the class. Okay. So that's 120 points. And that's 120 relatively easy points. I mean, you don't have to do anything. You just got to be here. Got to be here and sign the sheet. So that's 10% of your grade. All right, homework. Yay, right? I know, more assignments. Homework's another relatively, doesn't sound like it maybe, it's a relatively easy amount, number of points. And I'm giving you the first one right now. Uh, you will find starting next week, I didn't put it up today, but I will write on the board at the beginning of the class all your assignments that are due coming up. So I'll give you due dates up on, up on the board. This one will not be due till next Friday. You get two, I do two weeks on each homework assignment, so I give them to you in advance. You have two weeks to work on it. I know that means everybody still waits till next Thursday and Friday to work on it from experience, but at least you have the option for those few who want to work ahead, you have that option to try to work ahead on it. It's not due. I don't give it to you with just, usually you'll, usually you'll get it on Monday, of course we didn't start till Wednesday or Thursday today, usually get it on Tuesday in this class. And this covers chapters 0 and 1 in the textbook. And there, and I guess I counted it just one to spare, alright. Again, eight homework assignments, so you'll get one every other week, so this one will be due next Friday, the 20th. 19th? Is it the 19th? 11th? 19th, I'm sorry. No, it's still the 20th. I'll explain that. No, you can. That's the option. When you turn in homework assignments, I, I don't, you know, you're welcome to write them out and turn them in, as a lot of people like to do in the traditional classes. You're welcome to use email and email them to me. So I still make them due on the Friday for both classes. So if you want to, you know, if you want to wait until Friday, as long as you email it to me on Friday and I get it before midnight, it's not considered late. So, so you can email it to me. So technically it's due on the 20th, which is the Friday. If you want, if you're going to bring it in, a paper copy, then yeah, you've got to bring it in Thursday or drop it off at my office on Friday or something. You can do that as well. But you do have that and you have that submission option for just about anything you're going to be turning in to me. So. Okay. So yes, yeah, so te technically if you want to turn it in, if you're going to write it out and turn it in class, you need to turn it in, probably turn it in Thursday. But if you want to email it to me, that's perfectly fine as well. I'll take that. I'll then grade it and print it out and bring it back to you. I still usually print them out and grade them. So, All right. So that's homework. But again, a homework, I should say. Homework is graded primarily on the effort of it. So that you did the work. You tried, the, you tried it. This is the learning experience. I test you on what you know on the tests. On the homework, I'm looking for you to, to give it a try. So you'll see that there's 10 problems on each homework assignment. For the most part, there's usually about 10. There were 15 points each. That's about a point and a half per question. Usually for trying, as long as you made what I'd consider a reasonable effort, if you wrote down number three, I have no clue. I'm not going to give you any credit. But if you made an effort and you got it completely wrong, well, I'll probably take off half a point, but you'll still get one point. So you could get them all completely wrong, but if you tried, you're going to get 10 out of 15, just for right. So it's, again, it's another set of relatively easy points, and usually you don't miss all the problems. Usually you get 13, usually people get 13s or so, 13 to 14 out of 15 on the, on the homeworks. So, and again, they're good to review for the tests because a lot of the questions are the type that I'll use for as with the exams, you know, I'll give you multiple choice and true-false. I'll also give you some short answer essays. And I should have said that back with exams. My essays are meant to be three, four sentence answers, not, you know, not five paragraph answer longs. You know, usually give you about that much on a, on a test form to fill them out. So you can usually answer them sufficiently in three or four sent in sentences. Homework questions are usually similar. You know, I have people who will go through and write out, you know, who will write out, you know, big, almost page-long answers on them. You can, but you don't need to go through that much. Most of them are meant to be answered in three, four, five, few, few sentences. You should be able to answer most of them. All right. So that's the homework. So that's another 10% of, of your grade. And first one is due next week. The next things, get the rest of it up there, is what I call an article review. 
So again, these are some other options for you. These are some other options. These are some other assignments for you to do that don't just require the exams. So some people do real, some people do well on the exams. Typically, warn you first, my exams can be kind of hard. So people can get 60s, I mean easily get 60s on the exams. But with everything else, I have people who get 60s or even 50s on the exams and come through with a B and C in the class because you did all the other work. Because the exams are only weighted such a low portion. They're only weighted about, about, a, third, about a third of your total grade. If you look at that, the whole exam's total are 400 points out of 1,200. So you can actually pull everything up by doing these other, by with these other assignments. Conversely, these other assignments can also hurt you. So, you know, I've had students who go through and like don't do this as the article review assignment. I'm passing out the information for that so you'll have all the information here. This is again a relatively relatively easy assignment. Usually it's after the first one once you get exactly what I'm looking for on it, people do pretty good on them. What you do is you pick out a magazine article from something like Astronomy, Sky and Telescope, Discover, and you read that and you write me a little summary of it. But it's not just a summary, more of a summary and an analysis of it. So tell me what you actually thought of the article. And I'm giving you all the information on here. And I expect that I'm looking for about, typically people can do a decent job in two pages, maybe three. There you go. So it's not a, it's not a ten page research paper, it's only one article that you're looking at. There you go. <laughs> Question? So it has to be from a print source, it can't be from the internet or it can be, I would like it from a, I would like it to be a magazine article. Don't, what, I, what I don't want you to get, and that a lot of people do when they do that, is they find a news, the great news discovery, which is a little tiny short blurb like a news, a Yahoo News article or something. That's not what I'm looking for. Now you can get these, you can access Sky and Telescope and Astronomy both online through the Hack Library. So if you're going to Hack Libraries and Journals, I can show you that in another class at some point if you want. And you can actually access and you can get Sky and Telescope and you can just print out an article from there. So you don't need to go to a specific one. You don't need to go buy a copy of the magazine, although if you bought one, you'd probably be good for all three articles too. But you don't need to go spend anything out. You can actually get the access to the articles directly through the hack libraries. So. But yeah, I am. You, you are welcome to use internet sources on it. What I would recommend if you're going to do that, look at it a little bit early. Email me the link, let me look at it, because I'll tell you first. I'm not trying to surprise you or give you a surprise at the end and say, you know, that's wrong. You know, email me the link. Say, look, this is interesting, can I do this? And I'll tell you whether I think it's, you know, the right type of article that I'm looking for. So, you know, I'm not trying to hide you, hide on it or anything or say, you know, well, you did the wrong type of article, zero. No. So, I'll tell you in advance. If you're not sure on an article, email me and let me know. I'll be happy to take a little quick look at it. Just don't email it to me the night before it's, you know. Give me a day or two so I have some time to actually look at it. But that's what I say. I've given you all, I've given you the instructions here. Essentially, I'm looking for really five different things here. The sixth one is just the writing format. But first of all, tell me where you got where, where you got the article. So if it's a specific magazine, it can be astronomy from July of 2011, such and such pages. I'm not grading it as an English paper where I'm looking for a certain MLA, you know, writing format or source. As long as you tell me where it is, easy enough that I can go find it real quick, that's all I need. So if I want to go look at it and make sure, I'm not sure if that's the right kind of article and I want to go look at it, I can go look at it real quick. Um, secondly is why did you pick the article? So what, what caught your attention about it? More than just one sentence, hopefully, you know, it looked interesting. That's, not, not, not what, what maybe something in class brought it to your attention. Maybe it's something you've always been interested in and you thought you found the article. So something, something there that you can talk, you know, one to two, a couple sentences to a short paragraph, just telling me what you thought, what was interesting about the article. Number three is the easy one: summarize the article. Yeah. Again, people have done this in the past and they've written me, you know, they've turned in a six-page one with three pages being summary. I'm not looking for that long of a summary. Summarize it in a paragraph, maybe two if you need, feel like you need to go a little more. You don't need to write, you don't need to tell me everything about the whole article. Just tell me, just hit the high points and tell me what the, art, what the author was trying, to was trying to show in it. Finally, the big ones are looking at what you thought of the article. So, your analysis of it. You know, about a paragraph, I would say, normally a paragraph for the summary, a paragraph for the analysis. And what did you think? You know, what did you find very interesting? Give me some examples. You know, I found this interesting. Not just the article was interesting, but the article was interesting because this, or I found this interesting. 
What didn't you, what didn't you like? It doesn't have to be that you loved the article. You know, maybe you found something you didn't like about it. Maybe you found something that was, you know, the author did not explain something right, and I, just still, I still don't understand it. So you can do something like that. That's the kind of thing I'm looking for in the analysis section. And then as part of that, four and five kind of tie together. Number five asks you to come up with a couple of questions. They may be things like that, things you didn't quite understand on it that just didn't make sense. Something you wish the author had gone into a little bit more detail on. And things like that. You know, what kind of questions would you like to ask this author? So I'm looking for three questions and then take a sentence just to tell me why you think your question is. You know, so here's my question and you know, I, I like this because of something. So don't just give me a list of three questions. Give me like a sentence or so. Now, again, I'm not looking. I'm looking just to keep it to about no more than three pages. I don't want you to do a, a ton of writing for this. But that's essentially what I'm going to be, look, what I'm going to be looking for. So I'll look for all those points when I, when I grade it. And the other thing, number six there, is just the, that I ask you to, to write it not to a specific standard, not to MLA or APA or whoever, any of the others, but Write it in paragraph form. I don't want to get you know, a paper that says, number one, article reference this. Number two, I chose this article. You know, don't write it like a homework assignment. Write it as a formal, more formal essay. And then on the back, again, as long as there, there's a little bit on the back there, not too much. But the points that I'm looking for, it's actually gone from five to six now, because I've sort of added the writing in there. And again, you can email me these as well. So if I tell you they're due, and you'll have, you'll have rough due dates on the syllabus that we'll come up to in just a minute, as long as they're emailed to me by the end of that day, you're fine. So if you're doing it that, you know, if you want to wait till instead of waiting, to, if it's due Friday, and you instead of waiting until Thursday night, now you've got till Friday night to, to do it. If you want to spend Friday night instead working on, the, working on the article review. Again, I give them to you all. I give you all the information early. In a way, this sort of helps if you want to work ahead. I've had people who've written all three early in the semester and just been done with them. So you're welcome to do that. You know, if you have time right now, and before you know your other classes are going to get hit, you know roughly when they're going to be due, you, know, you, can, you don't have to wait until that week to write it. You can always write it early. You can turn it in early. I'll take it. I don't guarantee it'll get graded until the assignment comes due. But once you've turned, at least you've turned it in, you're, you're done with it. Okay. So that's the articles. Again, relatively easy points for most of these. Once you get the hang of the article reviews, they're usually pretty easy. By the th usually by the time you get to the third one in the class, which is the last one, people are getting you know, 35 to, or 35s to 40s, and a lot of people get at least 30s most of the way through. So you do, pretty, you do pretty good on those three sets if you're here and if you're turning in the assignments. But what you see is if you quickly if you decide not to do the articles and not to do the homeworks, I don't want to do that extra, that's just dropped you 20% on your grade. So now instead of 100 possible, your maximum possible is 80. So it kills you real quick if you're not doing them. The biggest thing is not to, skip, not to skip the assignments. But you do have that option. I give you these for two weeks and I've given you these for the whole semester right now. So you have plenty of time to find when you have some free time, you know, find if you're looking for an article, find one, find three. You know, it's not that much more once you're in the middle of doing it to find, the, find all three of the articles and have them all ready for you. Okay, so that's the articles. What's next? Quizzes. I do do some quizzes in the class um, about every other week. So you won't have one this week. You probably won't have one next week. It'll probably be the following week after that. And I did these last semester and it seemed to work okay and I'm going to continue that. I'm going to try doing them online through D2L. So I'll put them up there. That means the convenience is that you'll have them up there for the whole week. So I'll put them up there on you know, Monday morning. So it won't be like this coming Monday, it'll be like the following Monday. And you'd have it available for the whole week. So you can take it at your convenience that, that week, whenever is the best for you. So, and then they're great. Now, I did say 15 minutes there. I think I'm going to up them to about 30 minutes this semester and try to give you a little bit, try to give you a little bit more time on them. So you will have time. The advantage of this, and what people like about this, is that you do have access to your books and notes and things. You know, I can't, well, I could say don't use your books and notes, but how am I going to monitor it? If I'm letting you take them at home, as I teach my online classes, I just have to design quiz questions that you know, you can use books and notes and anything else for. I do try to limit a little bit by cutting the time so you don't have, you know, don't take 10 minutes looking up the first question. You know, don't take a third of your time to look up the first question. If it's that bad, then go on to the next one. But you do have access and you're welcome to use books or notes or anything else for, anything else for those. 
Um, there probably will be one or two quizzes that have to be, that are in class, just because of the way I have them set up, that they don't really lend themselves necessarily to easy multiple choice questions. So there may be a couple here, I will tell you that. I'll, say, I'll put up daily, I'll have all the assignments, the next three to four assignments coming up, then when they're due, will be up on the board every single day. Okay, so quizzes, there will also be three other quizzes that we're going to do. There's eight, that's about every other week is about eight quizzes. There's actually 10, and actually I have 11 quizzes scheduled. So there's gonna be 11 quizzes that you're gonna be able to take, it means you get to drop one, so if you miss one, it's no big deal because it gets dropped. Or if you do real bad on one, you know, you get a two on one, yuck. You know, it gets, it'll get dropped at the end. It'll stay in there, your grades, till the end, but then when you take the last quiz, it'll, dis it'll disappear. So you do have that advantage. advantage. The other three quizzes have to do with the, what we're going to start off with each class, except for today, is I always put up, there's a picture that I put up. So be a different picture each day. It's from a website. And let's go ahead and I'm going to take a break and put that one up here before I come back to the syllabus while I'm handing out the next assignment. But this is actually a NASA website that does called the Astronomy Picture of the Day. And they just put up, there's a picture every single day. So when you come in class normally, this is where I'll have something up on the screen. I'm not associated with this website. I don't know what they're going to put up. So it may be something that's related to our class. It may be something that's completely off the wall and not related to our class. But whatever it happens to be, that's what I'll discuss first. We'll take the I'll take the first couple minutes and talk about that and talk about whatever the picture happens to be. This one happens to be a supernova remnant, so it is something we'll talk about in a few in a few probably in a month and a half, probably right not till after break. But a supernova is a star that exploded, so this is the remnant of a star that exploded. So deep down in the center there, at one point years ago, there was a there was a star. And for some reason, again, we'll talk about these later on, this star blew up, it tore itself apart, and we're seeing the remnants of the layers of that star being scattered out into space. So you see those scattered all the way out into space. This is also taken in two different wavelengths of light. Now we'll talk about the electromagnetic spectrum and all the different types of light, but visible light's what you're used to, right? That's what we always see. That's the reddish part here. But what you see is blue and bluish and green there is not actually visible light. If you took a telescope and pointed to that, it would not see any of that. This is where this nebula is emitting x-rays. So it's actually very high energy particles with a lot of energy that are em giving, emitted, causing emission right here and causing it to glow in x-rays. So it's much hotter there. And it tells us something about the structure. When we see x-rays, we know that that's a very hot portion of the of the nebula or of the object. Now the reason this one was picked for the day is that it's the case for the missing supernova companion. A supernova, again as I said, is a star that blows, blows itself apart. There's two types of them. There's type 1 and type 2, very inventively named supernova types. Um, this is called, this was a type 1 supernova. And a type 1 supernova happens when a very compact star so very crushed down, not like, like our sun. Our sun's a regular star. When the sun dies, it will turn into what we call a white dwarf. So it'll compress almost its entire mass into about the size of the Earth. So it'll get real compact. And at times, if those types of stars gain too much mass, they can become unstable and they can blow apart. In order to gain mass, it needs something else with it. It can't just pick up mass all by itself. It's just sitting there. It's not going to gain lots of mass. But if there's another star real close to it, it might steal some of the matter from the outer layers of that star. And if it becomes too massive, it gets unstable and it blows itself apart. What the astronomers are looking for here is, where is that other star? They can't find it. And when they went over, let me see if I can do this from here. That's the center. If you trace the expansion back, that's where this the object should be, somewhere in this circle. And there's really nothing that they can find there. The outer part of this was taken with the Hubble telescope. And the inner part was taken with an X-ray observatory out in space. And they have not been able to find any type of, any type of companion that might have been associated with this star. So did it get blown apart in the explosion? That doesn't always happen. There's usually something left over. There's usually still some part of the star there. So it's very interesting. 
The important thing about this is that these supernovae, and again, I'm jumping way ahead in the course. I'm giving you about you know, half the course in a real quick summary in a few minutes here. But these types of supernovae are what we use as our basis of the understanding of what the universe is doing right now. So if we don't understand this type of supernova right, a lot of the stuff that I'm going to tell you about come end of March and April, might be, come back and take the course in five years and it might be completely different. Or we might have found a companion to this and might go on. So there's a lot of things. We use these types of supernova are very important because they're incredibly bright when they occur. We can see them at incredible distances out into space and they tell us about the expansion of the universe. And we base, base all of that really on these type of supernovae because that's the only thing we can see that far away. And if that's wrong, if there's something we don't understand about these, that could change or completely change our understanding of the universe. So that's our first picture of the day. <laughs> but normally that's what I'll have up when we start and it will be again. Could be some other picture, could be it will be another picture. This one happens to be a supernova remnant. We've had galaxies, we've had pictures, you'll get to see the planets. You know, there do we have the messenger probe around Mercury? And we have, let's see, Cassini at Saturn, and there's a couple others that they constantly will show pictures from, so you'll get to see some of the planets as well. So what I'm giving you is the first, assi first assignment here, extra credit assignment. Now that you see all that other stuff, yay, right? I know. Okay. Extra credit assignment is what I do is each morning is I record about a three to five minute recording of whatever, my thoughts on whatever picture they happened, oops, sorry, whatever picture they happen to put up for the day. And I podcast that just like I do the classes and I've given you the link through for it here. Oops, one, I'm not counting right, sorry, three. <laughs> and I'm asking you to subscribe to that through iTunes, there's no charge for any of these of course. And three of your quizzes are based on this material. Again, I'll let you know when they are. I'll let you know exactly what pictures will be covered. It won't necessarily be just the ones that we cover in class. It could be, you know, I could cover a Wednesday picture or a Friday picture in this class or a Saturday picture, depending on what happened to catch my interest at the time. But you'll have access to all those podcasts. When I do this quiz, I don't time you on this quiz. You have all the time you need on it. So if you need to go back and review one of them, you know, it's just to keep you looking at them and keep you looking at the keeping you look at the pictures. So if you subscribe to this, I've given you the link here. I know that's a big long mess. I'll tell you another way to do it in a second. I've also given you the links for the class podcast. You can ignore the Astronomy 103 unless you want to hear planetary astronomy classes. Those are the planetary astronomy class. But Astronomy 104 classes are right below. I just give one for, for all the classes that I teach. So you can use those links. Current one is the one where these podcasts will be going right now. So after I leave here, after we finish class today, I'll go back and upload this file and you'll be able to download it this afternoon if you wanted to through the 104 current class. The old ones is if you want to go and see anything I've done in the past. So if you really want old archives and you want to listen to my lecture from you know, last fall or the spring before. I've gotten, this is my third semester doing the podcast, so I've got a bunch of them there. You're welcome to use them. You're not required, I'm not asking you to subscribe to those. I recommend it because you have access to the class lectures. I'm not requiring it for you. I do ask you to subscribe to the first one for the class because I'm going to be quizzing you on it. Again, I'm giving you extra credit for this. I have no way to check. I can't go into Apple and see, you know, who is subscribed to my podcast. So what I ask you to do, and again, I take, your word, I take your word on it, subscribe to it, and then send me an email. I ask you to send me the email from Hawkmail. That way, make sure you're using your Hawkmail account. And I give you 10 points. So you email me from Hawkmail saying that I subscribe to your podcast and I add 10 points into your, into your grade to start off with. So relatively easy thing to do, give you 10 points. So it gives you a little bit of leeway on the first couple things at least. And covers it there. The other thing that you can do to subscribe to these, I have actually, everything I've been handing out to you is up on WebCT right now. So if you, I don't know if anybody's gone into it, I didn't look to see if anyone in this class had gone into WebCT yet, but if you log in, sorry, D2L, been too many semesters of the other one. So if you go into D2L, now if you go into WebCT you won't find much. <laughs> if you go into D2L, you'll actually find information for this class and you'll have, you'll have your quizzes will be on there eventually when they're ready and you'll have all of these papers. So if you lose your homework assignment the night it's due and you can't get a hold of me to, get to email you one, you can always go print it out from there. 
So you always have access to those. And I try to put up anything that I give you on there. Now if you're not familiar with D2L, let me just go ahead and put you in there, go in there real quick just to show you what I have up there for you. You can get into it directly from my hack. And if you sign in there with your ID and password, there'll be a link down here for, des for desire to learn. And clicking on that, once you've logged into my hack, will automatically log you into your desire to learn. And you should have your spring of 2012 classes. You should have a link for every class you're taking, whether the instructor, I mean, if you're taking them on campus, whether the instructor uses them or not. You won't have five astronomy ones like I do, that's what I teach, but you'll have your classes here and ours is the only stellar astronomy one I'm teaching right now this term. So if you log into that it'll come up with some little introduction to the course. And I put a little news there just welcoming you here if anybody is logging it in. There's a few pictures there just for you to look through as they go through. But if you go into the content area of the class, you'll see that under lesson one, that there's the syllabus that I just handed out, the extra credit assignment, homework one, article review, so everything I've handed out so far you have. There's one more I haven't handed out yet. And you'll see a couple other things that I'm not handing out to you. One is the PowerPoint slides that I use for the lectures. So you can actually link to those. So if you want to print out the PowerPoint slides that I'm going to use starting the lectures, which we may get to start the beginning of one today, you have, the, you have access to those, you can print them out, that way you're not sitting there trying to scribble down everything I say and what's on the screen, at least you'll have what's already on the screen printed out. So you can print those out in advance. I also have a set of review questions that I do. I started that for this class last semester was because someone had asked about it. So what I have is a set of review questions. These are, again, I don't hand these out but they're there for you. And essentially I've gone through what I think are the most important parts of the course of this chapter and written up a bunch of questions on it. So they're a very good thing to use, I think, to review for the exams. You can take this, can you answer all these questions? You know, take, print out the sheet, go through, go through the lectures, go through the book. Can you answer all those questions? That's what I'll use when I make up the exams. I'll take that sheet, those sheets for those chapters, and make up the questions for the exams based on you know, your knowledge of those materials. So those are all there for you. Now again, I didn't print that out for you, but you have access to those. There's one of those for each chapter already, already up. Now you can only access the first one right now. When you go in here, you won't see lesson two yet, or lesson three, or lesson four. They'll show up one each week. So you're not getting overwhelmed with everything right now. I'm just putting up information and then as each lesson comes, the next lesson, so next Monday, actually I have it set to release them each Monday, so every Monday morning a new lesson will appear. We might be a little bit behind that since we lost one lecture this week. Well, I lost almost two full lectures this week since we didn't have class on Tuesday and it takes me about half to three quarters of the class to go through the introductory material. So we may be a little bit behind, so you might actually have lesson two open before we've actually started that, but I expect to be there by Thursday of next, of next week. And then each week another one will open. If we ever get ahead for whatever reason, I'll make sure they open up ahead so you have access to be able to, say, print out the PowerPoints. And the review questions. Now the review questions you don't need earlier, but you could keep them with you. You could take notes on them, you know, however you want to use it to help you study for the exams. I think they'd be a good thing to use. The other thing that you'll see on there is actually a lecture. And that's actually a video file of a lecture for, that I've done for this chapter. So what I did is I've these are lectures that I prepared for my online classes. No reason you guys can't use them too. If you want something else to review. You're not required to use them. You know, I'm not going to sit there and check that anybody's looked at this or hasn't looked at it. If it's useful, let me know. If not, you know, don't, it's no big deal. But that'll actually do a video lecture. Same PowerPoint slides. For the most part, occasionally I make slight modifications to them. But pretty much the same PowerPoint slides and me just recording my computer screen as I lecture over that material. So if you want to go listen to a lecture, you want to watch a lecture of wit, if you missed one and you want to see another one, instead of just listening to my audio, because I can't record the video, video here, I don't have that capability yet, but you can actually go through and, and watch a lecture there. And again, all you'll be seeing is the screen, you'll be seeing the PowerPoint slides as I go through them, as I mark on them, as I'd normally write up or explain anything in, in the class. So again, it's just an extra resource for you. If you don't want to use them, 
I'm not offended if you don't use them. I made them for the virtual classes because they don't have, they don't sit here with me, you know, two twice a week, twice or three times a week depending on the class. So those are available for you. There is one of those for each chapter as well. So as you go through each chapter, you will find in every chapter, you will find the PowerPoint slides, a video lecture, and review questions for you to look at. Again, I'm not going to require that you use any of them specifically, but I think they would be helpful. I think you might find some of them helpful. And if there's any issues with getting into D2L, let me know. It should all be set up now. Everything's been running pretty smoothly for the first day and a half now that we've been up, been up on it. All right. Back here. Let's get back to the syllabus. So that covers just about everything except for the last, except for my last project. I know one more. But if you see, what I'm trying to do is split everything up. So if you don't, if one of them doesn't work for you, it's not, oh, there's a third of the class I just failed. You know, now it's only a tenth of the class that I got 60% on instead of, you know, a good score that I want. So it doesn't, it doesn't affect you quite, hopefully it doesn't affect you quite as much. The Observer's Journal. Actually, Observer's Journal is turned into solar observations. I made it a little bit simpler than it was the very first time I, I did it. I tried to do a little bit too much. So tried to get you to observe everything at once one semester, and I think I drove the students nuts. So this time, all we're looking at is the sun. Now, it's a, very, it's a relatively easy assignment. All you need to do for the next three months is measure a shadow. Measure the length of a shadow of something at around noon. Of course, we're in class here at noon twice a week, right? But actually, noon in Harrisburg right now is 1.15, just to confuse everybody, right? Daylight savings time throws us off an hour. So, day, so it would be 12.15. And actually, the central part of our time zone is a little further off than us. So we're not quite at the center. We're not at the center of our time zone. We're a little bit off. So the sun doesn't actually get to its highest point until about 15 minutes after. So right now, it's about 12.15, about 1.15. So hopefully you can find 10 days during the semester that you can make an observation around 1.15. That's about what I'm looking for. I'd love to see about one a week, which would be about 15 or 16. But of course, you know, it is winter and I understand. But the big thing is don't wait till you know, March to start. If you can get a clear day where you've got a time now, go ahead and, go ahead and start making some. Now this gives you, the, the sheet I'm going to hand out gives you all of the information you need for the entire project. You don't need to worry about all of it right now. I don't want you to go, there's some, well, I don't put the math in here, but there are some, well, yeah, there is some math in here. There's some trigonometry that we have to go through. I do that all in class. So don't, don't go crazy on it. Don't look at it and say, oh, I'm going to go run and drop the class right now. Because what I do is at one point in the class, I will take a lecture or part of a lecture and we'll sit there and we'll do it sort of a mini lab and we'll go through all the calculations in class. I'll go through examples for you and I'll walk through, I'll walk around while you're doing them. So I'll work you through that. Don't, it's the only way we can do the calculation. So don't, don't go nuts, don't go running off the drop just because there's gonna, you're gonna be some, there will be some math. We will do that in class. So I usually do that as sort of a mini lab in class. All you need to do for right now is to be able to start making some kind of observations. And again, that's at about 1.15 right now. Once the time changes, then it'll be back to 12.15. Oops, one, two. Try to count them right this time. There we go. There we go. So right now, you'll see there's a data table at the end of it for you. Three. Go. And all you need to fill out in that data table is the first couple columns of it. One, oops. Two. One, two. And one. All right. This, now the, the assignment itself is not due till the end of April, so you've got all semester on it, but you need to get 10 observations kind of spread over the semester. So you need to start making the observations now, not necessarily today, probably not the best weather to do it today if it's still, rain, if it's still raining out there or not. But I've given you all the information that you need here, but the last page is what you want to look at right now, which should say solar altitude observations. And I've left your room for 20 observations. I've rarely had anybody been able to get up to 20, but usually people can get, you know, 10, 10 to 15. 10 is what I'm looking for. For full credit on the observation portion, I'm looking for 10. And spread over at least two months. But all you need to do right now is do the date, do the time, sky conditions. Again, if it's raining, 
or snowing and you can't see a shadow at all, don't try to make an observation that day. It's not, no good. If you can't see a shadow, it's no, don't, just don't even bother filling anything in. Leave it blank and go to the next time you can possibly do it. And then the shadow length and the object height. Why did I say shadow height? That's not very good. The shadow doesn't have much of a height. It's actually the object height. So, and ignore these last four columns. You can use the same object if you like. The only thing I recommend is that you use an object that is uniform in shape. And if you know what I mean by that, what you don't want to use is a water bottle. A water bottle tapers at the top and where it's casting the shadow and where you're measuring are not the same. So you want something like a box, and I should have brought something better here, but a book where you know it's casting the shadow and boom, I can measure it. Book wouldn't be very good here because it flops too easily. Good thing I say is usually like a box, like if you're doing it at home and you've got a cereal box or you know, a can, even a can, even if it's rounded is good. A can would be good. You just don't want anything that tapers at the top or at the bottom. You want it to be uniform up and down. Because I find people that do that, and I can usually tell who's used a bottle before I started saying this because you could tell all the measurements were a little bit off and they were all off in the same direction. Because you're measuring from the bottom of the bottle, but the sun's casting its shadow from maybe you know, half an inch this way. So all your measurements are off by half an inch. So, but anything that's where a box works really good, a can, can of corn, can of beans, you know, something of like that will work just fine. You can use the same object if you want. You're not, not, not required to. If you use the same object, then you've only got to measure the height of it once because it should, shouldn't change, hopefully not change. And if you use different objects, then you might have to change that. Of course, sometimes, you know, you decide to eat that can, use that can for dinner or something, then you might have to get a new one or something or a different one, you know, so. If you're changing it, I would certainly remeasure it. But all you need to do for right now is start making observations. So you don't need to do any of the calculations. That's what those last four columns are there. And when it comes to mid-April, I'll go through and we'll go through and I'll go through the first couple examples right here on the board. So I'll go through them all and show you exactly how to do them and you know exactly what buttons we need to push on the calculators and everything. So I'll walk you right through getting, getting those. But if you wait until March you know, to start making observations, even though I know the weather's a lot nicer then, so it's been pretty good. This is pretty lucky so far, right? Keep our fingers crossed. Too, too lucky, too, too good actually, because my nine-year-old decided to go bike riding on Saturday because it was so nice and she hit a mud puddle. And she's now in a cast from here to her thigh because she, she landed right on her knee and cracked her knee. They have to keep it immobile for a few weeks. So yes, she's now in a cast on little crutches. <laughs> it's almost too nice. Would have been better if it had been snowing that day. I wouldn't have been spent a whole day at the, at the doctor's with her, getting her in a big giant cast. But she's loving all the attention. So, okay. So that's what I mean. But get, but get started on it now. What I'm going to do this semester that I haven't done before is I'm going to ask you to turn in your observations almost as you go. I'm going to collect them like once a month. Just turn in maybe a copy of it. Sort of. I'll put the dates up on with the due dates. So I'll say you know maybe January 30th, 31st, whenever we meet around there. Turn in any observations you've got. If you got one, that's good. You know, one in January is not too bad. If you can get two or three, that's wonderful. You're way ahead of the game. And then I'll do that each month. And it's just for me to check and keep an eye on how, how you're doing. The, the, the observations are a portion of the project. Then there's a write-up that we do later on. So, uh, but the observations are a part of this and worth about 30 points worth of the 120. So you want to start on that. You don't need to worry about the rest of it until later in the semester. So now that I've given you all that, everybody's rushing over to the register. Drop, drop, no. no. It's not that bad, and it, it is paced out through the semester, so everything doesn't, I don't have everything come due at once. You know, you only have one, usually one big assignment at a time, so you have, usually have breaks between them. So I try not to give you, you know, something due the same week as an exam. I try to avoid that as much as I can. So I'm not going to give you an exam on a, Friday, on a Thursday and then say your assignment's due the same day or even the Friday. I try to, you know, if I was going to do that, I'd say, well, your assignment's not due till Monday then. You know, I try to be flexible with it on that. I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be overwhelmed with this. Now, of course, if you're taking five other classes, I can't, you know, orient things with each professor and keep them all, but I usually try to keep at least this class spread out so you're not going to have the last week, you don't have to turn in an article and your observer's journal, plus take an exam and turn in a homework assignment. That won't come up. You'll usually see just one or two things a week and they're usually pretty well spread out. All right, submitting assignments. Assignments are due on the dates listed. Now the dates listed that I've given you are actually going to be the dates that I put up on the board. So you'll see a calendar here coming up in a minute, uh, probably on the next page. 
there's, that's just the week. That's roughly the week right now that I'm scheduling it to be due. I'll put up each day, again, I'll put up next time, I'll put up your extra credit assignment is due on such and such a date, your um, homework is due on such a date, or your quiz will be available on for such a date. I'll put all of that up on the board. Those are the official due dates. So that's why I don't put any on, on the specific assignments normally so that you can, I can have a little bit of flexibility. If I need to extend one, I can extend it and give you that extra time if we, if we need it or if we fall behind. Normally, in terms of submitting assignments, again, I said you can submit them through, you can submit them through email on D2L, you can submit them through email, you can just email me the file with it, that's perfectly fine, that's as acceptable as you know, turning one in in class. So if you don't have it done for class, you're not out of luck, you can still turn it in later. There's certainly almost any assignment that you can turn in digitally. I've had people, you know, who've forgotten it and did it and they had it all written out and have scanned it and sent me a scan of their things. Or taken pictures, you know, I've had people who've actually taken pictures with their phone and then emailed them to me. As long as I can get it and read it, that's certainly fine. That's certainly fine as long as it's eligible. So any kind of digital submission is fine on any assignment. And that makes everything due at midnight the day I give it. So unless it's a specific assignment in class, if I give you a quiz in class, no, you can't take it home and bring it back and scan it and email it by midnight. But anything that's done, homeworks, uh, the articles, you know, definitely you can turn those in at any time. The 1,200 points, as we've already gone through, are split up this way. So half your class is the exams and the labs, and then everything else splits out to another half, another 600 points worth. So everything is spread up. Nothing hurts you too much, but anything you skip will hurt you. If you decide I'm not interested in doing the articles, that's fine. I mean, I'm not, it's one less for me to grade, so <laughs> I don't mind. But it, there's no, that's going to take you down about a letter grade. So if you're, getting, if you're doing A work and you don't do the articles, you're going to get a B. So it's going to kill you one letter grade. So, but it won't crush you completely. You're not going to fail it as you know. I've, I've taken the classes where you had you know, three or two exams and a final and that's it. So you fail one exam and you know, you're starting off trying to, struggling to get a C in the class. Um, points, I'm doing pretty much 90, 80, 70, 60 percent. So I usually do that pretty well straight. It works out pretty well. Um, the last few semesters, it's come out, you know, re a reasonable distribution. So not failing everybody, not giving A's to everybody, you know, somewhere in between. I've put them very specifically there. I didn't put any, um, didn't put any motion for rounding in them, you know, 80 to 89.99 being a B. I'm not quite that mean. But I do look at the borderline grades with your, with your within at least a half percent. I'll certainly look at it. So if you get a 89.5 or a 79.5, for example, I'll look at that. And, you know, well, should I round them up or not? And I don't do it automatically. I do look at what you did through the semester. So if you got, for example, a 79.5 and you turned in two homework assignments out of eight, I'm probably going to say, well, all you need to do is turn in one more homework assignment and you wouldn't even be asking. So. I do look for the home for the assignments that you've completed the vast majority of the assignments. And again, I'm not so cruel that you missed one homework assignment, that's the only thing you missed all semester, and you were the, I may st that would still likely be rounded up. I'm not, you know, not that mean and cruel where I'm not going to consider rounding up that you missed one assignment. Although still, if you had done that one assignment, you would have had your grade without, because one assignment would bring you up almost a percent usually, especially a homework assignment. So I do look at that. I do look at attendance. So if you've missed a lot of classes, I'm less likely to round you up. And if you haven't completed assignments, those are the two things I look at. So again, if you've missed one or two classes, and I understand with the weather here that some, sometimes you're going to miss a class probably. So that's what I'm looking for. And I, again, I've, I've made it more strict here than I usually do it. I've said specifically, you know, three assignments. And if you missed one assignment, I'm not going to round you up. I'm usually a little more flexible than that. If you missed one assignment, well, you know, I'll give you a break. If you missed five assignments, it starts to get, well, you missed a lot of stuff. Or if you missed one big assignment, if you didn't show up for, you know, if you didn't show up for an exam for some, for some reason and never told me about it, which actually has happened. I've had students do that. You know, they didn't say, they say anything about it and then they come back to class the next time like nothing else happened. Well, if you missed an exam, I'm probably going to say, why am I going to round you up? So, you know, if there's an issue where you are missing some class for some reason, you know, let me know. Email me, I've given you enough contact information there to be able to get a hold of me. So, and you can always leave me a, leave me a message at least. Class schedule here is pretty much everything for the semester. 
Again, it's the week starting, so these are not the due dates or the dates these things are due. They're due that they're scheduled to be due that week. So our first exam is scheduled to be the week of the 23rd. We may make it, we may not make it by the end of that. It might go to the beginning of the next week. I don't know for sure. It depends on how quick we get through everything in the beginning of the class. So that's the, the tentative quiz, schedule. The first quiz will be that. The first quiz will probably be first quiz is probably going to be the following week, I'm gonna guess, just because we've next missed week. Yeah, no, the following week. Uh, okay. After that. I'll let you know for sure when I because I've already I got like 10-15 minutes left in class today, so I've pretty much lost the first class to going over this. But I'd like to go over all of it in detail, have you know where the class is going and what we're doing there. That way if you want to go run out and drop, don't, don't. It's not bad. It will be fun. But you have that option. So quiz one, since I usually make them available on a Monday, I don't think I'm going to make it available next Monday because you won't have had any lecture yet, because your first lecture won't be till next, pretty much till next Monday. So I'm going to say most likely your quiz is going to be pushed off to this week. And whether we'll get to the exam, I'm going to guess the exam might be the following Tuesday as well. Maybe, but I'll, get, I'll put the official dates up on the board as they get a little bit closer. You'll have at least a week's notice on any of them. So I won't tell you the exam, I won't tell you on Tuesday the exam's Thursday, for sure. I won't do that to you. If I tell you it's Tuesday, it'll be the following Tuesday. But everything else, some of, the, some of them are pretty well fixed in, like the homeworks I try to keep pretty well in so you can just pace yourself out throughout the semester. And they're usually every two chapters. Sometimes you're a little bit, sometimes I end up a little bit behind them, but you have your textbook and other resources to use for those. So, but again, I just don't want you to say, second article review is not due March 12th, it's due the week of March 12th. Usually when I do that, it's the end of the, it's the, end of the week. So usually the homeworks and the article reviews are due the end of those, end of those weeks. And I never, okay, I never changed all of those. Oops, sorry about that. Well, you can go on from there. It's the 26th of March. They just go on. I started editing it and apparently never, fin never finished. I didn't realize that one to write. Oh, that's a couple mistakes already. You caught me on a few. So, no, these are not, you don't have till October and November unless you really want to come back next fall and, t and take it all again. Those are actually the following days, you know, of course, March 26th, then April 2nd, 9th, 16th, 23rd, 30th, and so on. Sorry about that. And again, the dates may change depending on how we go through the class, what classes get canceled, when we have to make up classes as they did last year, so. I don't know. And most of the rest of the syllabus, I'm not going to go through in detail all the rest of it. I'm going to skim through it. Pretty much the attendance is that you're expected to be here. I do take attendance daily and I give you credit for that. If you're on an excused absence, you know, if there's something, you know, you're in the hospital or you have a legitimate doctor's excuse, just bring me in a copy and I excuse that and give you the credit for it anyway, even if you weren't here. But I do need some kind of documentation to excuse it. Otherwise, I have to leave it as a as an unexcused. So we do that. Then we have, what else? Attendance. Oh, well, I'll get to that here. Makeup work. Normally, it's due when it's due. I'll occasionally, we'll take things late if there is a specific, you know, I'll look at the circumstances and I may be able to take something late, but I do penalize it. So unless the excuse is that, you know, I've been in the hospital for two weeks, okay, you know. I can work a little bit at that. I know I had to work with a student in one of my online classes last semester who was, he took most of the class from Afghanistan. But at the end of the, end of the semester, towards the end of the semester, he was transferring back and there was like a two week period where he had no internet access as they were traveling back to the states. So, you know, there's, there's extreme cases where I can work with you and we can work out something. So if there's some major issue, the big thing is let me know in advance. Don't come to me at the end of April and say, you know, I need to make up these assignments. That's, that's too late. Let me know right after. You know, you missed something, we can work out something for you to do it. And then finally, W grade policy. Um, first of all, I put the college policy as the first thing up there, which says that I will give you a W for the first half of, up to the midpoint of the semester as long as you've been attending the class. So that means if you come to the first two weeks of classes and then quit attend and then don't, don't come again, don't do anything and then show up right before the midpoint and want a W, I don't have to give it to you. But if you've been attending and trying, I'm going to give you a W right up to the end of the class, put it that way. So if you've been attending classes and you've been turning in assignments and you come to me in April, beginning of May and say, you know, I'm still struggling. I'm only going to get, I'm going to be struggling to try to get a C in the class. I don't want to get a D. I want to drop. 
you've been doing that work, I'm going to give, I'll give you the W. I'm not, you know, I'm not inflexible on it as long as you've been making the effort. So if you've been making the effort on it, I'll be more than happy to give you the W. If you haven't missed half the classes and you haven't turned in most of the assignments, then I'm more likely to just drop you with the F. If you just quit attending, if I don't see you for, you know, two, three weeks, I do send through a drop form automatically and drop you for non-attendance. So you get dropped, and that would be dropped automatically with an F because you haven't been doing work. So, so if you're going to drop it, come see me. You know, if there's some situation, have contact me. If you're in the hospital, you know, unless you're in a coma or something, you know, have somebody contact me and let me know. So I won't, you know, I can give, I can work with you, but I need to know what's going on. So that's essentially the W policy, and then the rest of this, most of this is just required things that Hack requires on the syllabus. So the college attendance policy. Uh, another change I made, of course, was that the, I put Monday, Wednesday, Friday up here. The times were right, but I put Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I never changed it when I edited it because last semester I taught this course on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I had those times in there. So if we do get a delay, and we, usually, we had a couple of them last semester, then instead of meeting at 11 o'clock, we meet from 12 to 12.50. Again, right here, everything else is still the same. And it won't affect your lab because by lab time you're on a normal schedule. So you'd meet here to 12 to 12.50 and then meet at lab at 2. And then most of the rest of this, you know, they require the refund schedule so you know when if you're going to drop that you have, you know, a week to drop with a full refund and you've got until, looks like the 1st of February to drop with a 50% refund. So that's why I, I try to get that first exam in before that time. Um, again, definitions just from the college. Response time. If you email me something, I'm supposed to get back to you within 48 hours, 48 business hours. So that does mean if you email me on, you know, Thursday afternoon, I've got till Monday. Normally I'm back with you well in advance of that. So if you do email me or contact me, I will get you in advance there. Everything's are graded. Usually I have exams back the next class period. And grades are often up there even before. Grades will be up on D2L long before that. So you'll actually have your grades up there and you'll get the exams back normally the next class period. Homeworks and everything else usually are back. Usually are back in that time frame too. Usually are back within the week. Um, I've lost. Well, I've lost for the next few weeks. I've lost my big grading time because my nine-year-old who cracked her knee is also does gymnastics, which she's not doing for a little while right now. But usually, when I took her gymnastics, was my grading time. So I take all my papers and sit there and grade. And I've lost that for a few weeks right now until she's until she's healed. But normally, I'm still normally everything is back within within about a week. And again, definitions of unexcused absences, academic dishonesty, this should all be standard. You've probably seen this on a bunch of them. Um, and then finally, the Office of Disability Services. And what that is, is that if you have a learning disability, you can't come to me with it. You have to go to the Office of Disability Services. So if you need extended time for an exam, you know, I've had students who have you know, disabilities, they get extended time instead of, you know, instead of 50 minutes or an hour, whatever we do here, they get two hours. That's fine. You take it over there. It has to go through there. Everything has to go through their office and be approved. They have to have the documentation. You can't just come to me and say, I need to do this. You've got to go through the, you've got to go through the college to do it properly. And since we're about, well, I've got six minutes. I'm not really going to start a, I'm not going to start the lecture for six minutes. I'll start the first lecture on Tuesday. We'll go over chapter zero. That'll give you time if you want to print out the slides and have them here. That way you're not asking me to, you know, back up or anything or keep going back through the, through the slides. And I did get everybody to sign in, right? 24? I got everybody. Looks like I got everybody then. Okay. So otherwise, I'll just go ahead and stop here and let you go five minutes early. Usually you don't get out early, so yay. Enjoy it. Enjoy the beautiful weather, right? And again, if there's issues with anything in the class, don't go running off and drop. Come talk to me first. I mean, I'll, if you're not comfortable with the math, I, you can always come to office hours and I'll work you through it. So have a good afternoon. Let me just